Hi everybody, welcome to Living Life. Our devotion for today is for December 30th. And the title is a very cinematic title. It's kind of dark. The title for our devotion today is The Beginning of the End. Ooh, <laughs> kind of scary. But, uh, you know, today's lesson really follows the previous lesson. Our last lesson, we were looking at uh, King Josiah and how he kind of opened the door and he left an opening uh, through his untimely removal from kingship because of his death. And it kind of opened the door for a series of unfortunate events. And as we go through the scripture today, we're going to see that the people of God had at least three changes in their leadership. We went from one king to another king to another king. So the leadership was not stable. The leadership uh, was changing. It was in flux. There was all kinds of transition. Uh, and basically what happens is the enemy took advantage. And he really came in at that inopportune time. And uh, so very important lessons to be learned that apply to life. It applies to ministry. So without further ado, let's look at today's scripture. Second Chronicles chapter 36, verses 1 through 10. And the people of the land took Jehoahaz son of Josiah and made him king in Jerusalem in place of his father. Jehoahaz was 23 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem three months. The king of Egypt dethroned him in Jerusalem and imposed on Judah a levy of a hundred talents of silver and a talent of gold. The king of Egypt made Eliakim, a brother of Jehoiah's, king over Judah and Jerusalem, and changed Eliakim's name to Jehoiakim. But Necho took Eliakim's brother Jehoiah's and carried him off to Egypt. Jehoiakim was 25 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 11 years. He did evil in the eyes of the Lord his God. Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, attacked him and bound him with bronze shekels to take him to Babylon. Nebuchadnezzar also took to Babylon articles from the temple of the Lord and put them in his temple there. The other events of Jehoiakim's reign, the detestable things he did, and all that was found against him are written in the book of the kings of Israel and Judah. And Jehoiachin, his son, succeeded him as king. Jehoiachin was 18 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem three months and ten days. He did evil in the eyes of the Lord. In the spring, King Nebuchadnezzar sent for him and brought him to Babylon, together with articles of value from the temple of the Lord, and he made Jehoiachin's uncle Zedekiah king over Judah and Jerusalem. Our devotion today has quite a cinematic title, as I mentioned before, The Beginning of the End. But, you know, in God's Word today, in the Scripture today, I really do believe, I really do think that there are some very, very good applicable principles in Scripture that we can apply to our own lives and to ministry. And in a word, or in two words, it's basically leadership vacuum. Leadership vacuum. 
You know, when uh, King Josiah had himself removed because of his impulsiveness to go to battle, and he died after 31 years of being a great king, it opened the door to a series of unfortunate events. And in the very short passage that we uh, read today and are going through today, in a very short passage, there were three kings. There were three leadership changes. So what Josiah created was a leadership vacuum. One king came in, he left. Another one came in, he left. Another one came in, he left. Okay? So when that happens in your ministry or in a church or organization or in a government, you know, the United States or any government around the world, when all these changes start happening in leadership, that's a leadership vacuum. That is a sign of the beginning of the end. So it's not a good sign, and it's important to know what these signs are. So the first thing that happened in the story today, in today's scripture, was, I'm going to call it the people's king. You know, when King Josiah died, and he was a great king, and the people loved him, and they mourned him, uh, what the people did is they got together, and they elected his son, Jehoahaz. They elected him as the king, you know, uh, of the people. And what happened with this leadership vacuum is you had these two outside powers. You had, you know, the Egyptians on one side and the Babylonians on the other side. And the people of God were in the middle. So the people came together and they said, you know, what the heck, you know, we don't have a king. Let's put this guy. Let's put his son in leadership. Well, guess what happened? Then the outsiders came in. The Egyptians came in. You know, uh, King Nico came in to Jerusalem, and guess what they did to the people's king? They dethroned him. They removed him. And the Egyptians, they put their own king in charge, which was his brother. So it just seems that with this leadership vacuum, that what was going on in the situation was, since there is no leadership, right? Since there is no one person in charge, or the person that's in charge we don't like, we're going to put who we want to be in charge, okay? So this created more confusion for the people of God. So then the third thing that happened, first it was the people's king, then it was the Egyptians thing, so then the third thing that happened is now we have the Babylonian king. So King Nebuchadnezzar you know, of course, invades Israel, invades Jerusalem. He doesn't destroy it. He doesn't burn it to the ground yet. He doesn't destroy the temple yet. He doesn't destroy the wall yet. I mean, he comes in, you know, kind of pushes the people around and tells them, I'm the new sheriff in town. So then um, Nebuchadnezzar puts his king, Zedekiah, okay? So we have three kings in this short little story here, not very long, and it creates a leadership vacuum. So now the Babylonians want to be in charge of the people of God. First the Egyptians, now the Babylonians. And what uh, Nebuchadnezzar did, his strategy was death by a thousand pinpricks. And let me explain. So what Nebuchadnezzar did, his strategy in this uh, scripture passage that we're uh, studying, is that he didn't come in and destroy the temple and destroy Jerusalem. He, all he did was start started carting off 
all the sacred uh, 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 items of the temple. He started carting off the gold. He started carting off the silver. Little by little, he started taking away the wealth and the grandeur of the people of God. So many times when the enemy comes in to our life, to our church, to our ministry, and the enemy tries to take over and start running things in our life, the reason the enemy comes in is because there is some type of a leadership vacuum. So that's the question we need to be uh, making. Am I uh, creating a leadership vacuum in my church? Am I failing to lead in my family? Am I failing to lead in my home? Am I failing to leave in my business, my organization, or my ministry? Because when there's a lack of leadership, right, somebody else will come in to lead. And if it's not you, if it's not God, if it's not His Holy Spirit, you know, it could be the enemy. It could be someone who's not good for your organization and for your ministry. So this is a very important lesson here, you know, of the beginning of the end. This is a very important sign that we need to be looking for in our ministries. And we, and we must remember, we must be reminded over and over again, is that we need to step up, step up and we need to lead. We need to be the leaders that God has called us. Because if we don't step up to be the leaders that God has called us to, guess what? Somebody else is going to come in from the outside and they're going to start calling the shots. So let's conclude. You know, as we pray together, um, it's important to ask God today, you know, in what areas of our lives are we not leading? But I also think there's another important follow-up question that we could ask. And the question is, why? Why do we fail to lead? You know, and there are some of us that we have strong uh, holds of fear. You know, some of us are afraid to lead. Uh, some of us feel that we're unqualified to lead. And then some of us, which is uh, sometimes what, what I deal with, you know, personal confession, is sometimes we're afraid to lead because people will leave us. You know, they'll abandon us, you know. And I think that God has called all of us and anointed us to be strong warrior leaders. But sometimes we don't lead because we're afraid or we have fear. We're, we, we are afraid of people and, and their reactions. So right now, in Jesus' name, let's just pray. Heavenly Father God, we just rebuke any spirit or attitude of fear. We just rebuke any obstacle or any reason why we are not leading the way we should lead. Father, forgive us if we've created a leadership vacuum, Father God. We need to be decisive people. We need to lead by example. We need to make decisions. We need to step up and speak up, Lord God, and be counted so, Father God, I pray for all our listeners, whatever their situation is, if it's a ministry situation in their home, their business, their organization, their church, Father God, uh, we, 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 we just uh, ask, Lord God, for your courage and your faith to lead as you want us to lead. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. For a single soul Lecina Cordo and stepping in prosa, CGI.